Welcome back to Theatre of the World. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And it's been a while. We thought we'd do a special. Yep. Yes. So what we've done, what we need you all to do is picture this. The three of us went, what would be cool for New Year's Eve. Well, that's the topic. Mm. Yes. NYE. Yep. New Year's Eve. Oh, that's what it means. Nye. I've got a lot of things about Bill Nye. (laughs) The end of the year is nigh. Um is uh, 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 we decided, oh, we'll have – we're those guys who went, yeah, let's have a party. And in about sort of July, we sent out invites to all our friends and no one replied because everyone went, oh, okay, well, Chris, Mark and James are having a New Year's Eve party, uh, but they might, I might get a better offer. Yeah. So I'm not going to say no, yeah. but I'm not going to say yes. I'm just going to lead them on and lead them on. And all of our friends did that and then all of our friends got better offers and now three guys – Sitting in a room yeah. with just some cheesels in a bowl, just watching the clock and the television, yep. waiting for the 2015 to roll around as if it's going to make a difference. Actually, if we can speed this up, I've got somewhere else to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. Yeah. Not um, really. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> Why would everybody abandon our d- delightful offer? I mean, uh, you know. Well, it's, yeah, it's, we wouldn't have had enough microphones. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> so we're we're doing this uh, uh, obviously um, uh, uh, on on the New Year's Eve. You can see in the New Year's Eve with us. But the beauty of a podcast is, if you want to, you can wait until the year two thousand and forty four, and it could be July, and you could listen to it, and that's okay too. And it will still be relevant. It's July 5th, everybody. Yay. Idiocy is always relevant. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we're remembering how we do this, but a Mm. vague recollection of the way we do it is we start, even the special podcasts, even this NYE New Year's Eve podcast, we start with the bombs, with the fact, with the mark, with the fucking mark fact (laughs) bombs. Yeah, like how hard it is to introduce a segment forty times. It's hard. Hey, fact bombs, fact bombs, fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bombs. The bombs. Now, New Year. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, Chris. It's Mark's Uh, turn to talk. (laughs) I can see the look in Chris's eye. Oh, I better say something. (laughs) I heard the theme music. I thought I was on. (laughs) Now. The new year is traditionally celebrated on the 1st of January. Yes. But do you know when the old new year is celebrated? The old new year. The 1st of January, the year before. Yeah. That's a, that's He's a right. good answer. <laughs> it's not right, though. <laughs> I want to hear Chris. a better answer. I want to yeah. hear Chris talk more. He's right. <laughs> no, old new year's on January the 14th. What? Yeah, that was from like the Julian calendar. Um, Why? Um, because it was just on a different. It was a different. Was it calendar. the fourteenth though? Denoted no, by no, no, no. There was like it just worked out that that used to be January. I don't know. Did they still have January in the Julian? No. Time? You're well, running thing, this segment. The, the you thing, are the, driving this car. The thing that I read was that it was the first of March because there was no January or, or February 
the original calendar was 10 months, so it was the 1st of March. Hang on, I'm going to look this up. <laughs> no wonder, no wonder no one turned up to this party. Uh, I'll tell you. Oh, my God. Um, oh. Yeah, the Roman calendar had March 1st as a new year. Um, and the, uh, the and then the, the 1st of January was celebrated in Rome in 153 BC. Yeah, I don't know about the, that, Chris. It doesn't say it on Wikipedia. <laughs> so. Mark, do you realise that in, uh, in now two to three years of fact bombs, this is the first time you'll have to state a retraction? <laughs> <laughs> fact it's bombs are going to have to publish a we were wrong. Well, oh. no, it's just we were unclear. <laughs> like, I, uh, we're not, like Chris, we were, Chris seems to think, that he's oh right, we but poorly researched. But um, but yeah, in like no, because they still celebrate Old New Year yeah. in Russia, Serbia, Macedonia, Belarus, and Bosnia and Herzegovina. Do they celebrate New Year as well? Yeah, it's well, called New Year, New 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 Year, <laughs> New New Year, and Old New Year. And if you can say it, you're not drunk enough. Yes. Yeah. Fact bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Can I can I throw in some extra fact bomb? Sure. Can I throw in this supplementary 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 one? edition um, fact bomb bonus track? I thought it was interesting that in the Caribbean and Iceland <laughs> they don't call it New Year's Eve, they called it Old Year's Night. Yes, I thought that was interesting yeah. too. I did see that on Wikipedia. Old I don't know why I didn't write that it's down. It's sort as of a the glass glass half full yeah. version of uh, you know New Year's Eve. It's like yeah, we're just going to celebrate this this one. And you but know, isn't that that's because it's yeah yeah. It's the, do you know the, what I think that is? First, rather than the yeah. Do you know what I think that is though? That like that's an optimism versus a pessimism. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So one is saying, "Oh, thank God, it's going to be new soon," and yeah. the other one's saying, "Oh no, we're going to celebrate. Let's celebrate what's co- Let's gone celebrate by. Celebrate what we've yeah. done. Let's, Let's live in the it. past." I would yeah. also like to adopt the um, tradition that is uh, in Colombia, Cuba, and Puerto Rico. Mm. Um, they stuff a large doll and called him Mister Old Year, <laughs> and then. Uh, and then they dress him in the clothes from the outgoing year, which I guess yeah, is a fashion like thing. And then at midnight, <laughs> they set him on fire <laughs> and burn wow. away the memories. Wow. It's like it's like a capital punishment by the fashion police. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So, sorry. So, so there was a discrepancy of dates and you guys had a big argument. Then Chris says, so anyway, some people you've never heard of celebrate by dressing something up and setting on a fire. That's fine. Oh, yeah, we'll take that. We're not checking that Mr. fact. Mr. Old Year. <laughs> Mr. Old Year. Well, it sounds plausible. <laughs> <laughs> they got fine with beerware, pots and pans. They got Johnson's Wax and Universal fans. They got TV sets by RCA. They got all the best brands made today. Stop and shop at Kmart. Get the best in name brand merchandise. They guarantee the quality and discount the price. Shop at Kmart, you can charge it there. That's very nice. To guarantee the quality and discount the price. They got Spalding golf clubs, GE grills, they got DuPont products, Stanley grills. Um, you guys might, um, uh, 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 you guys, uh, yeah. as in the people listening, 
uh, the poor unfortunate masses listening huddled to this podcast <laughs> um, might uh, might not know um, entirely who we are. I know people do uh, come into things sort of in the middle. So mm. I thought we, we would take this opportunity just to reintroduce ourselves. Yes. For example, my name... Like we're turning up at the party and nobody knows who we are. That's right. Name tags. So, for example, uh, uh, I was thinking about this, uh, you know, obviously I've known you guys a long time, and I, I looked at our names recently, and there's actually, between um, uh, uh, two of us, there's actually a re- weird correlation with our names, with our last names. Mm. So, for example, mm. my na- my last name is Hazelden, mm. and Mark's last name is Woodward. Yes. And if you think about it, my last name is literally means a den of hazel. Yes. A room where there is some sort of plant. Yeah. Mm. Well, Mark's last name also means that Woodward, a ward of wood. Right. A, you mean a like room. Pinocchio. Yeah. A, a, a place like a furniture yeah. shop. A place where there is wood. Yeah. And Chris's last name, which is Tompkins, is hopeless. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. The Den of Hazel. <laughs> that sounds sexy. It uh, doesn't it? The Ward of Wood. The Kins of Tomp. Sounds like it's like Lord of the Rings. It's just the it's it's Tom's children. Tom's you family. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Fair enough. It's just those guys. And you know what? They live in a ward full of wood. And uh, they've uh, they've got a whole bunch of hazel nuts. <laughs> That's such a weird segue. Oh, it has nothing to do with uh, New Year's Eve. So, yep. Yeah. Topic, and, uh, oh, we're introducing topic. ourselves. Oh, no, why did we oh, do yeah. that? Oh, oh shit. That was, that was, oh, that was I'm it. Chris. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's, that's Chris, Mark. I'm James. Um, help yourself to cheesels. There's lots. <laughs> No one else turned up. I know it's it's sad. It's funny. It is. Uh, I'm, and, and harking back to your to your point about New Year's Eve parties, it is it is one of those things which you know people will just go and they just won't commit to a party until they know what their options are. Mm-hmm. Not like you know Christmas. You go. Oh well, I'll have to pop in at this place and I'll go there and I'll. I'll catch up with these people, but New Year's Eve is like, I have to choose the right mm. party. New Year's Eve, and like Mark did humorously at the start of the podcast, New Year's Eve, you always have an escape plan. Yeah, yeah that's You do. Right. You always have somewhere that else that you want to be. And then if the party's any good, you go, oh, I'll just text my friend and tell him I won't come to this entirely fictitious thing. Yeah. And when, when I was at uni, I had, there was so, because I was in theatre, you see, um, there was oh, so many, there was so many, uh, little little groups and cliques that there would end up being four New Year's Eve parties, and I would literally try to get to all of them mm. just because I just really couldn't decide. I mean, if you put that in front of me, I go, "Well, I, I can't decide that now." When you said that you were in the theatre and you said there were lots of groups and cliques, I just immediately pictured it. Everybody, West Side Story. Yeah. So I'd end up spending about. Do I do I go to the sharks? Do I go to the jets? I don't know. Yeah. So I'd have spent like ninety percent of the evening driving between functions, and I would usually miss the actual countdown, uh, which you know wasn't that bad. For me, partly, it's the pressure because what uh, certainly in Western society, what happens? It's one of those stupid things we do in the yeah, West, it where is very stupid, where we put an unnatural amount of pressure on ourselves to have fun at a particular moment. Yes. And the whole thing of fun is that it's spontaneous. You yep. can not You can plan to, to be in a situation where possibly something will happen, but New Year's Eve, you can't just go, oh, my God, we're going to have an amazing party because it's New Year's Eve. Like yeah. that is the thing that is going to sink it is that desperate 
you yeah. know, needing to have fun. Because everything is kind of weighted against it anyway, because you are going to feel pressure and you it, it's whatever you do is going to be 10 times more expensive than it should be. Yep. Um, and you're not going to be able to get a cab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the big, that is the big issue. There was a, there was a period of time where I would, I would literally just go, fuck New Year's Eve. I'm just going to sit at home and not drink. Because I know that I'm going to get all of these messages at like two in the morning from my friends going, where are you? Because I can't get a cab. And then I'd just go out and pick people up and take them home. Yeah, I was like the Santa Claus of New Year's Eve. (laughs) (laughs) If if Santa Claus was a sad old bastard. (laughs) (laughs) No, literally one one New Year's Eve. I think I may have done it two New Year's Eves. I, I stayed at home and bought DVDs from DVD Now in Canada that was like this super cheap. No, DVDs. it was called DVD Soon. DVD Soon, that's I right. also bought a number of Canadian DVDs. You know why? Because yeah. no mailing charge to anywhere yeah, in the world. Right. It was amazing. You're wow. paying Canadian prices with no shipping. They went out of business oh, okay. really say, quickly. Yeah. If they want to sponsor us, they could yeah. <laughs> email us. No, no there, are law- there are lawsuits. They didn't deliver the last round of things. They yeah. just went into bankruptcy and disappeared. Yep. Oh, we don't want to be sponsored by them. No. no. Uh, That's cool, though. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I did the same thing. I sat down with a season of CSI and uh, fell asleep on the couch and was woken by the fireworks. Yeah. Sadness. But you're right, this is the desperation of the night means that everybody is trying to do everything at exactly the same time. It's essentially the peak hour of parties. You've got, you know, every, everybody's competing for the people, everybody's competing for the venues, everybody's competing for the attention. It's like comedy it's festival. At the same time, yeah, that's it. It's that's the worst. Exactly yeah. it. It's absolutely the worst. Yep. The, um, although having said that, yes. because obviously uh, in terms of, of history, yes. what, the history we've lived through, the highest pressure New Year's Eve party mm. is the Millennium New Year's Eve party. Oh, yeah. Now, interestingly enough, I... The best New Year's Eve party I ever went to was the Millennium New Year's Eve party. I had a fantastic time with thanks to uh, my very good friend David Hall, who essentially scooped me up in his loving arms. (laughs) And he just, he, he, uh, uh, and his lovely wife, um, possibly girlfriend at the time, can't remember. um, Definitely girlfriend. Definitely girlfriend at the time. um, they, 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 They knew someone and they had a big, beautiful house in Sydney. Um, where we could wander down to the bay and watch the fireworks at the special time. It was a big house. It had a it had a spa and it had a pool. And we all we all flew up there and literally it was this big beautiful house. And Dave's friends are really nice, so we, everyone kind of got along. And I would do like Dave would just be practicing making cocktails all day. So mm-hmm. we were up there for two days, three days, and Dave was trying to work out how to make cocktails so that it would be good for New Year's Eve. Yeah. And so I would fall asleep on the couch and I'd be woken up by Dave handing me this delicious cocktail that he'd made, going, try this, mate, try this, see, see if this is any good. And I'd, I'd wake up, I'd, I'd have a cocktail, I'd play some chess, uh, and then fall back asleep again and then be woken up by Dave going, oh, I've had a go at making a canopy. Do you want to – so it was like the first two days were just like dress rehearsal for the big event. So it was Dave trying to get it all right. And yeah. so I was just eating and drinking like a madman. And then because he'd taken all this trouble – it was fantastic. Like the party was great because we'd all flown up there. There was no getting away. Yeah. Yeah. And also because it's it's the millennium. I mean, everything's booked anyway, miles in advance. Yeah. No, everyone was a thousand percent committed. Yeah, it's the only time that's ever happened. Yeah, and so it was this. It was a great. It was a great party. Mm. And uh, that 
I the the thing that was amazing was it was the first night I ever discovered my favourite cocktail, which is the Long Island iced tea, mm. which is the classic. But it's the mystery of cocktails <laughs> because it's like five white spirits, yeah. right? The, the the recipe for Long Island iced tea is five white spirits, whatever that is: gin, vodka, rum, white rum, and uh, something else. Strawberry. S- s- uh, that no, uh, and but that one that tastes like oranges, whatever. Triple sec and something else, and in a glass, right? Yeah. Five of those in a glass. That's you're already in trouble. A shot of each of those. And then just some sugar water and a dash of Coke to make it look like tea, to give it the colour of tea, yeah, right. and a slice of lemon. Yep. And you drink it, and it tastes like iced tea. It's got all <laughs> of the terrible things in it. It's literally the ingredients could be the same as if you licked an ashtray yeah. in an expensive bar. But somehow in that combination with the sugar water and the little dash of Coke and the lemon, it tastes exactly just like pleasant iced tea that your mother might make for you on an afternoon. Yeah. And you drink two of them, you can't feel your legs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in a spa and someone gave me one and I went, oh, this looks nice, slip, and it's gone because yeah. it just tastes refreshing and I'm in a spa, I'm talking to people and it's having a lovely time and I realised, oh, that's it. I think I just got to stay here now. I think I have to live in the spa because I can't move. I can't feel my face. Yeah. Carefully you don't slip under the water. Yeah. <laughs> it's very dangerous. There were, there were spotters. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was okay. Yeah. But that was a great, that was a good news eve. Yeah. I had, I had a great news eve one year and this was, uh, this, this harkens back to that time in my life where for fun I was doing insanely dangerous things. Um... Uh, we, we, we've heard about some of these in the past. Um, well, don't uh, tell us again then. Sorry? Don't tell us again well, I'm then. I'm not. Right. I'm telling you about a different one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A different dangerous thing that I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I spell a new segment. Mark's wheel of danger. <laughs> Mark's different dangerous thing. <laughs> Spin the danger wheel. Ouch! <laughs> we, had a, we had a friend who'd been up to Canberra, which is the city of porn and fireworks. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, it's our embarrassing nation's capital. Yes. Um, and and they'd bought some fireworks, uh, which they'd brought <laughs> back to Melbourne. And yep. So we had those, and we went. We wandered down. We wandered down to the beach because we were having a party at my uh, my friend's place, and he lived then quite near the beach. Yep. And uh, there was already a crowd amassing to to watch uh, the official city fireworks because yep. the bit this particular bit of the beach faced the city. Um, and so we brought our illegal fireworks down. Um. And as a precursor to our firework display, mm. um, we ha- also had this thing, and I don't know if you guys have done, but what you do is you get steel wool and oh, you, get a, yeah. you get a bit of coat hanger oh, and you get James a bit of string. This. I've seen a photo. I've seen, oh, I have too. Mm. And you get a bit of string and you light the steel wool on fire and you yeah. swing it around your head yeah. and create a shower of sparks. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a Roman candle. Yeah. yeah. And so we were doing that. We were doing that down at down on the on the sand, and there's all these people sitting up on the hill watching us. We got rounds of applause. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. No then, one's pots were clean. And then we, uh, and there were these little shit kids that tried to keep coming and stealing our steel wool, and <laughs> I, I drunkenly accused them of taking it. Um, uh, and, and then um, he had to shear some more steel sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and then we set off, we had this big kind of, uh, I don't know what sort of thing, but it shot out this f- fountain of different coloured sparks yep. into the air. It was great. And we and, and we, we sort of managed to conclude that just before the official fireworks kicked off. It was, it was brilliant, brilliantly coordinated. It was like you, you were supporting, you were the opening act. 
Yeah, that's right. We that's would su- cool. support to New Year's Eve. <laughs> that's cool. And, and then we went back to the house and my friend played, tried to play Old Lang Syne on his car horn. And then we went to sleep and we woke up and we had, had steak for breakfast. Oh, just back up. How does anyone play anything on a car horn? Badly. But it's one note. Yeah. yeah. Can you, did he try and change the pitch of the note? No, he pressed it harder. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he might have been able to oscillate. music, right? Well, he's actually a very good musician. <laughs> ah, but obviously, the car horn wasn't his first it's instrument. Not his first instrument. Yeah, <laughs> he burned his lips on the exhaust pipe. No, stop. Um, the uh, uh, funnily enough, uh, an interesting tale to tie to the, my uh, Millennium New Year's Eve story was um, about three or four months earlier. Uh, I'd been working on a show uh, called um, Drowning Hitler. Mm. And um, with you, good people. Yeah. And um, I'd been at a writers' meeting, which was myself and I oh know we had writers. Can you believe that? With myself, was it, was it Dave making cocktails? <laughs> it might as well have been. We're in a pizza place, and it was uh, it was it was David Hall, uh, myself, Nicholas Rashi, uh, who who uh, has been writing stuff with me for for years, and uh, and uh, uh, Chris Tompkins. And, yes. And was Chris, it Chris Tompkins. A Chris Tompkins. <laughs> Chris Tompkins. The, the kins of Tom. Yeah. And. Um, and he, uh, uh, I sort of said very casually over over the pizza we were having while we were discussing the script that I needed a new housemate. And Chris said, uh, "Oh, I'm looking for a, for a for a for a housemate." And I said, "Don't think about it. Just move in with me." <laughs> and he said, "Oh, well, I probably have to." I said, ah, "Don't think about it. Just just move in." And he went, "Oh, we hadn't seen each other in years, really, before this." And he went, "Oh, all right." And then so so we'd sort of bonded a bit, but he hadn't moved in at this point at the, the, the point of the millennium. But I knew that we'd be okay, housemates, because at two in the morning on the millennium, and I suspect he'd done this to a lot of you. Remember this, Chris, drunk out of his mind. Called me uh, on mobile phone technology of the 2000s and said to me, Nah, nah, James, James, nah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> and I went, I said, what, what do you mean, Chris? What, 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 what's all right? He went, the, the, the millennium bug. Remember the millennium bug? We're all worried about It's okay. It's going to be okay. The phones will work, clearly. And uh, the compu- I've checked the computers. They work. And uh, the planes are all in the sky. And uh, I just wanted to call and let you know <laughs> that, uh, that the Millennium Bug, it's bollocks. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Thanks, mate. No worries. Have a good one. <laughs> and then I assume he called another 10 people in his phone to tell them that it was all right. Yeah. It was lovely, though. It was a lovely surprise. I was it was nice. It was 2 in the morning. And then my phone went, oh, he's calling me at 2 in the morning. Ah, it's all right, mate. <laughs> All clear. Yeah, it's Millennium a, Bug. Remember it's that. It's a segue. Yeah. I, I, I um because that is that is the story that I was going to tell. Oh, uh, shit. No, no, sorry, no, not that bit of the story. Okay, that's I'm going to tell you the. I'm going to do the prequel to your story. Excellent. Um, but uh, yeah, it's funny that the, the uh, I don't do it anymore. But there was a there was a time when I used to always like text basically everybody in my in my phone book. Um, with um, the cops made him stop. Yeah. Want, want to go out <laughs> with a with a with a happy new? I year. can see you um, on New Year's Eve, uh, and there were people who didn't realise that I did it so early in the game. There were people who didn't realise that their phones could receive text messages when I sent them out, and they went, "What the fuck? This is oh, it says Happy New Year." 
who's that from? I don't understand. Because that was like they didn't know, have his number. People just didn't do didn't do text messages. Sure, I I was randomly texting people. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I was I was actually that was that's interesting you mentioned that, James, because Thanks. I was gonna say that that is that that was kind of one of the biggest New Year's Eves ever mm. because not only was it laced with the idea of it being a, a switch from writing 19 to writing 20 um, in your in the date, but it was also um, loaded with this uh, terrible disaster, the impending disaster. Some idiot in 1980 had gone, oh, we don't really need to put four digits into a into <laughs> Two digits to be fine. Two digits are going to be fine. But nobody thought what was going to happen when they went mm. round and reset. And um, not that I'm going to explain all of the Millennium Bug, but it's certainly... <laughs> a lot of our listeners won't remember of, it. There was certainly it's 14 years ago. It's true. Um, there was certainly oh, a lot of fear shit. around it, mm. and there was, you know, there were the there were the, the people who were freaking out and going, yes, the the grids are going to go off. And and to be honest, it was possible that, that all of these things could have happened. Um, but most most businesses kind of updated their technology and mm. were prepared for it. But sure, somebody was going to not do it. So there was a bit of a fear that everything would go to shit. So I feel like those new that New Year's Eve was even better because it all didn't go to shit. Because it was heightened. Yeah, mm. it was so heightened. It was like, okay, do we? will we all die at midnight? Um, and I had gone to... <laughs> but we're, um, not, we're not made of circuitry. <laughs> well, no, but there was a lot of things that were going to happen. For example, there was, a, there was, a, there was a, a, a story that was going around that nuclear reactors, the cooling systems in nuclear reactors would fail mm. um, and therefore... There'd be enormous nuclear meltdowns all around the world. Um, one of the big stories was um, uh, airlines, were, airplanes were going to drop out of the sky, and one of the big airlines—I don't remember which one—said that they were going to put all of their CEOs in the air at midnight to, because to as a to, confidence as a yeah. confidence thing, and also to make sure that it, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and who the hell was flying it in the middle of the night? And anyway, so CEOs, um, yeah, just the CEOs basically. Um, it's a big party, but <laughs> they were tied to the wings. Uh, so at the time, I was in a, in another band, a different band, a band called the Gorskis, mm. and. Um, and as part of the preparations for um, the millennium, uh, we wrote a song. Of course. <laughs> of course. We wrote a song called uh, New Millennium, all about these these disasters that were going to strike. Mm-hmm. Um, and as it turned out, it was quite successful, quite popular for a song that was released before iTunes and Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, came out on CD. I had a copy. Yeah, came out on CD. Uh, a guy from Microsoft got a copy of it to share around the Microsoft offices because I'm assuming they were just shitting themselves that it was all going to come to an end <laughs> as well. And um, so I turned up in um, uh, Byron Bay and and uh, expecting to – so I was in Byron Bay with my uh, comedy partner, Liam, um, staying at his his parents' house there with a, with a whole bunch of us or a whole bunch of – people who'd come up to spend New Year's in Byron Bay. And uh, we were pretty flippant about it. Oh, like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's hilarious. It's not, clearly nothing's going to happen. Clearly that's, that's all just um, fear mongers. And uh, about, about 11 o'clock in Byron Bay, this enormous, m- like massive dark black clouds started <laughs> rolling up the east coast of Australia. I'm in the, the easternmost point of Australia in Byron mm. Bay and this massive cloud comes up and it's like basically going to hit at midnight. Um, and so it's rolling up the coast and I've gone, mm, I don't 
because people are actually kind of connected this whole technological breakdown with with the end of the world, uh, and there was this sort of weird idea about a, a sort of religious idea that that this was the devil's opportunity to you know it was the apocalypse. Um, what there there was there was actually a connection to to the idea that all all the computers were going to break down because that was part of the devil's plan to to take over the earth and become. <laughs> The uh, uh, you know it was going to be the end of the world, um, and what a so these clouds, plan. these clouds were rolling up the up first. The coast. I'll invent the computer, yeah. and I was pretty drunk by this stage, and then uh, clearly, and then around about five to midnight, all the power went out in Byron Bay, like the whole place just oh, went because it was probably an electrical. You know, there was a lightning strike or something, um, and we just went. Okay, well, we're going to die. Then the rain started. Like, it just pissed down with rain. The sky has been blacked out by these clouds. It's pissing down with torrential rain. Um, and I've gone, oh, well, actually, we are all going to die. Um, and, uh, and then about two minutes before midnight, it cleared and the electricity came back on again. It was so weird and just momentarily terrifying. And at that point... After we'd celebrated the the new year coming in, I think I did call everybody in my phone book and go, "Oh my God, we're all right!" But possibly, partially, just to check that everyone else was all right and it wasn't just us that you had been saved from the survivors. apocalypse, um, like a bad pilot for and a TV show. You weren't going to have to repopulate the world with Liam. Yeah, um, but w- as a, a celebration, we did Chris play and Liam babies. <laughs> we did play New Millennium at midnight on. And, uh, 2000 and um, just as an interesting side note to to that new millennium song because it was it was quite popular and quite successful and frankly had a deadline like <laughs> Prince's 1999 um, yeah but he released that about 20 years, years before, before yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's quite intelligent um, uh, we kind of exploited a little bit and, and got up on the web and had the lyrics up on the web and we were trying to really get it out there and make it the the everybody would play it at, at midnight at uh, you know New Year's Eve um, Assuming their CD players worked. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so it's full of the doom and gloom. It was about planes falling out of the sky and the the traffic lights failing and, uh, well, and computers failing. Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we play it? Yeah, yeah, we should play it. Well, don't right. don't give it away. All right. Do you want, should we play it now? Yeah. Sure. All right, we'll play it now. Oh, hang on. Oh, the CD player's not working. <laughs> it's the devil. It's the. Oh no, it's wait. Right. It's back on there. We're all gonna die The end of the world is nigh Computer clocks will go awry In the new millennium The new millennium We're all gonna die In the new millennium And if we don't We won't know what day it is Life won't be Recorders might get confused and tape the show you want them to, yeah. 
listen to it we know yeah, yeah we were just listening yeah oh, no i'm just recapping because what happened a year and a half later mm-hmm. roughly a year and nine months later was uh 9-11 and when 9-11 happened about that? <laughs> when we're all happened, gonna die in 9-11 a million people searched the internet for nostradamus predictions about planes falling out of the sky and of course our song was all about planes falling out of the sky and killing all of the passers-by. And it crashed our website. There were so many people that were that searched like for a term. plane into a building and emailed us and were analysing out the text from this song because somehow I'd managed to predict 9-11. I became... The modern day Nostradamus. Of course, you can discount all the other elements of the song that you just heard. Yeah. Um, Christradamus. Yeah. Chris Tomstradamus. <laughs> His name does mean something. Do you know what's annoying about hearing that the prequel to my story? Is how late in the day Chris got around to calling me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to see if I was around. It's about two in the morning. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'll call all the nice call people and then the pretty girls. And really uh, paranoid. Uh, we, we also went to the. The, the lighthouse at, at Byron Bay and watch the sunrise just to make sure that it did. And it did, by the way, everyone. Um, <laughs> <You> primitive twerps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, just uh, just as a, as a side note to that, there, there was also a light, there was also a, a thunderstorm in Melbourne and it scared my dog mm. and she ran away and was never seen again. Oh. So there was a disaster. Oh. Way, to, way to end on a downer. Yeah. <sighs> oh. <laughs> uh, uh, next oh, I have a poem Okay. Oh. It's the end of the year The end of an era There's a fresh coat of paint on the New Year's exterior <laughs> <laughs> We're another year wiser But another year wearier uh, And when we wake up tomorrow Our heads will be blearier Can heads, uh, right. can heads be bleary? Yeah, yeah, for sure I propose a toast to all friends who are absent and another to those who are indeed present. <laughs> if your year has been misspent, 
We'll drink to your lament and hope that next year is a jollier segment of your life. Bring on the new year, the last so inferior. Already the mood is somewhat cheerier. Let's drink until we are head over posterior. <laughs> happy new year, happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one turned up. End. <laughs> uh, bleria. Let's take a walk through the yellow pages, see what you have in store. Let's browse around through the nicest places and never leave your own front door. Check every page, it's a real adventure. Find what you're looking for. Let's take a walk through the yellow pages. Let's take a walk once more. You'll find roasters, coasters, papa toasters, king size beds, and old four posters. Doctors, lawyers, when you need them, parakeets, and what you feed them, blenders, menders, Money lenders, quick repairs on ten defenders, bibs and cribs and baby things, Scottish kilts for Highland flings. Check every page, it's a real adventure. Find what you're looking for. Let's take a walk through the yellow pages. Let's take a walk once more. On New Year's Eve, we we go out, we take our chances, we do our thing. But in my family, on New Year's Day, we always used to meet for lunch. A family, family yeah. lunch, mm. uh, which uh, brings me rather neatly to a segment I like to call Uncle Henry. Oh, uh, Uncle Henry. Thank dun, you. Dun, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, there's it's more. It's a <laughs> slightly different theme. Um, <laughs> so picture it. It's New Year's Day and yeah. we're sitting, sitting around at a family meal. And um, obviously I'm a bit hungover. But, you know, it's nice. nice to have a big meal with your family and, and celebrate the, the new year, as, as it were. Mm-hmm. And uh, just during the course of the, of the dinner, we're talking and laughing and what our plans are and so forth. And uh, Uncle Henry was talking about getting old. Oh, new year. I'm getting older. I feel older. James, he said, I knew I was getting older when my pubic hair started going grey. And that... Is a conversation destroyer at a, at a, at a, at a, at a family dinner. But Certainly it, it, an appetite destroyer. Yeah. It wasn't helped by the fact that we were eating vermicelli noodles. Ah. <laughs> Once he said it, I couldn't get it out of my mind to the point where I, I went home and I, like, like Mark, chose to express myself poetically. Mm. And so uh, in honour of Uncle Henry, I actually wrote a poem. Uh, about his his problems, <laughs> and indeed the problems facing all of us, I suppose. Uh, and you know, New Year's Eve, the marching of time. This is a, a good time to read that. Uncle Henry talked to me, and this is what he'd say: One day, James, your pubic hair will begin to turn grey. I didn't believe him. I thought his claims were false, mainly because I was six and I didn't know what pubic hair was. But now I am much older. And I've learnt to rue the day when Father Time will take his brush and paint all my pubes grey. It doesn't look distinguished, like the grey hairs on your head. It looks more like a bird's nest or a tiny mouse that's dead. (laughs) Like someone spinning cobwebs above your sad old fella. There's snow up on your roof and now there's snow down in your cellar. (laughs) And now... 
I am an old man, like my uncle before me. And one day I looked down and I saw my destiny. Time had turned my pubes grey. Of that there was no doubt. But somewhat more surprisingly, some had fallen out. (laughs) So now I have a comb over, resting above my spout. Because my pubic hair is grey and also falling out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we should put Uncle Henry. Oh, Uncle Henry, why? <laughs> why, Uncle At the Henry? dinner to my grandmother's face when he said, my pubes are grey, she's got a big mouthful of noodle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking uh, hell. That's disturbing. Oh, he's a disgraceful man. Well, I have, I, have, I have one more anecdote. Oh, an anecdote. I do. Oh. When I was a young man, my cousins and I would get together. We would there would be a, a sort of a parental a New Year's Eve party, and 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 all the kids would be around. And uh, we would we had this game where we would we would as soon as it switched over to the new year, we would we would run out into the street and the surrounds, and we would do things and say, "I was the first to run onto the street in the new year." <laughs> And then uh, I was the first to touch this tree in the new year. And it would go on like this for hours. And then to the point where <laughs> How it was... How the time must have flown. To a point where the, it would get to a point where you would, um, you would actually get to the... I was the first to be the second to touch this tree in the new year. Oh so it God. went on like this until we passed I feel out. like that that was Chris a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> then it would call, I was the first to text all of my friends. <laughs> so... Um, then it brings me to uh, probably the most depressing news that I, I had was... Oh, uh, this will be good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> I'm gonna, there's I'm at least one. keep it cheery, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, um, strap in. So um, uh, it was um, in a, the, the New South Wales uh, coast. But this is Pambula, which is near Marimbula. We, uh, a whole group of us went up and stayed in a caravan park there. Um, we, we had a few beers during the, the day, as you do when you're 20. And then... Uh, it's legal. And then we ran out of beers and we're in Pambula and there was nowhere to get beers in Pambula. Like you really, you're, you're, you're lost at that point. So there's, there's probably about 10 of us there. And at this point it became clear that everybody was just going to split up and try and, try and get into another group of people who had some kind of alcohol because it's like 8 o'clock on the New Year's Eve. Oh, God. And everybody's taken <laughs> off. Grim. And, and this, this caravan park was on the beach. And, uh, and this so is worse than the Millennium Park. It was all splitting up. And uh, eventually, like uh, you know, like all New Year's Eve, especially because there, there just seemed to be lots of sort of late teens, early twenties people there. So it was like some kind of crazy beach frat party, and um, and so eventually we're up on the beach, and I'm wandering around trying to find my cousins, my friends, anybody. Um, I came across a, a man, kindly stranger, uh, yeah, <laughs> anyone no, with beer. I came across a, a, a man who. Um, who who stopped and said to me, "Have you seen my mate?" And I went, "I haven't seen your mate. What does he look like?" And he's gone. I don't know. He's like this, this tall. He's got red hair, and he's called he's called Richard. And I went, "Ah, oh, where, where did you last see him?" And he's gone, oh, like two years ago. <laughs> 
And, uh, oh, dear. And after a completely unsuccessful uh, period of time searching up and down the beach for anybody that I knew, <laughs> I sat in the kind of the reeds on the, you know, the dunes and went, oh, this is the worst New Year's Eve. Um, I'd kind of been completely snubbed by the girl that I was interested in. Of course. And, um, of course. <laughs> it's this classic Tompkins. Yeah. So <laughs> I've sat in the... She'd, she'd run off with Richard. <laughs> I, s- I sat in the reeds and I reflected on my life. Oh, and, uh, don't do that. And I looked out on the beach and I could see, I could see people like uh, making out and having sex everywhere on the beach. Like yeah. you could see it in the dark. My eyes had adjusted and, uh, and people <laughs> were wearing night water. vision goggles. People were in the water. They were having a great time. This was pre any kind of texting so I couldn't even text anybody sure. to declare that n- the whole world hadn't ended. Um, so I, I sat in the in the reeds for a bit and masturbated, and, and I pondered. I pondered about the early days of of running out and 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 tapping the road and saying, "Oh, I was first touch the road in the new year," and eventually I fell asleep, and um, and then I woke up. And there was a man standing above me, pissing on my body, and oh, I'm pretty sure no. I'm pretty sure that he didn't realise oh, that God, I was no. in the reeds. But there was a man pissing on me, and <laughs> I cried out, and he shat himself. I mean, he took oh, no. off on he your body, took <laughs> off like like, and uh, and at that moment, I had a quiet moment, and I thought, well, I was. Uh, First being pissed on in the new year. Uh, and then I wandered back to the campsite and ended the evening. <laughs> so that was my special that was my special worst oh, new wow. year's Eve. I had no to be, believe I to be, I can't believe you've never told us that story to be before. Fair, to be fair, I've had lots of really good New Year's Eves, but oh. that was the really shit one. That was the really That must have been a fantastic year for you though, because you started at the lowest you oh, were yeah, ever gonna I really start. Did. There was no way there's no way you were ever gonna get any lower. So that was probably a great <laughs> year for you. Yep. Oh, oh God! Did you at least try to salvage some dignity by pretending you'd been stung by an octopus? <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Actually, um, as I recover from that <laughs> amazing revelation, <laughs> that I got, that's a gold anecdote that you've just buried. Incredible story. Um, I, I'm like Chris has really highlighted. I think one of the keys to a good New Year's Eve party, and that is enforced isolation. Mm. Because if you're doing that, your friends are namby pambying around. They're visiting four parties at once. They've yes. got escape routes. But like my wonderful Sydney experience or Chris's Byron Bay experience, if you isolate and you travel with people and there's nowhere else to go, often people will go, oh, yeah, okay, well, we'll make this uh, a fantastic party because we're committed. We, you we're have in. to. We're isolated, yeah. we're in. Yeah. Um, you know, a, either a great party or a murder mystery, yeah. either way. <laughs> and um, – uh, I'm right. The year after the Millennium Party, I had another fantastic New Year's Eve. I thought, oh, okay, well, I've had my great New Year's Eve. That's it for me. Tome and CSI being pissed on by a stranger. But no, <laughs> uh, uh, the next year I had a good party too, a very Bacchanalian party. Uh, a band I was in, the Yang Fang Quartet, were hired to be the house band for a New Year's Eve party. Right. It was oh. nice. And, and someone rented a house in Dalesford. Or someone's house in Dalesford. And a bunch of our friends and, and people who we sort of knew peripherally, you know, got together and put on this party and they said, Oh, you know, you guys are a band. We'll set you up in, in sort of the the room that opens out onto the rest of the house and you guys can just sort of play a bit and we'll we'll have some live music and it'll be fun. But also then just put the instruments down and be in the party. I'm like, 
yeah, great. Fuck, we're in. That sounds cool. And it was amazingly cool. We're beautiful people, wonderful, you know, people. But it was, it was, you know, young people. So there were drugs and alcohol. And this is probably the most rock and roll I've ever been. Um, we were playing and uh, it hit midnight and we're, we're in the middle of a song. Uh, and I'm playing cello and, and, you know, the band's rocking out as much as you can rock out playing a cello. And... At midnight, this beautiful girl who I'd met, you know, about four hours earlier, came round and kissed champagne <laughs> into all of our mouths because so because she she was she didn't want us to stop playing, but she wanted us to have a drink of champagne at midnight. Tis the tradition. So she kissed champagne into all of our mouths. I know, right? It's like we're playing in ancient Rome. <laughs> And then at mi- and then like after we finished our set um, and people were celebrating the new year, a bat flew in the house. <laughs> <laughs> a live enormous bat flew in and fluttered around like some sort of insane omen. And wow. then I got really drunk and sat on a couch with a whole bunch of stoned people and we sang the Beatles Abbey Road album from start to finish. Wow. wow. Fantastic news. Eve. Nice. Fantastic news. Eve. Kissed it right to your mouth. Ooh. You I know, I've got a visual. Mm. I, I was thinking, ooh, this is cool. But <laughs> couldn't say that out loud because I had a mouthful of girl in champagne. <laughs> yep. She's a very friendly girl. It was a very strange night. Mm. So now that we're in the future, we're past the Y2K and uh, computers are becoming more prolific, more intelligent. We have our series uh, who can tell us where to get beer from if it exists, uh, and we also have Cleverbot, and Cleverbot can, can act. Uh, and I'd like to present now <laughs> a, modern, a modern New Year's Eve tale. Uh, so so listeners at home, Mark and I looked at each other with a worrying expression <laughs> then. This is, it's probably not coming through on the podcast, but Mark I and I I think my side did. Yeah, good. This is set just before midnight sometime in the modern age. Happy New Year! Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy birthday. What's your name? Creepy. (laughs) Want to get drunk? I can't have alcohol. Why not? I don't live in Oklahoma. Neither do I. Do you like Nirvana? Uh, yeah. Okay, I love me too. (laughs) (laughs) Can can I get you a drink? Yes, a t-shirt please. (laughs) Um... I don't, I don't have any T-shirts. I don't want five dogs. Uh, what are your New Year's revo- resolutions? Be a happy guy. That's, that's a great resolution. But Canada is better. <laughs> are you drunk? Yes, I am drunk. Are you? Well, I guess I'm a little drunk. It's New Year's Eve after all. You are nobody. <laughs> you're, you're a fucking weirdo. No, I'm a pony with good taste in music. You want to make out? I feel unwell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Cleverbot. Do you know, that depressing interaction with Cleverbot reminds me um, of, uh, I know, like, obviously, it's New Year's Eve, but um, it sort of comes off, I think this happened to me about two days before New Year's Eve yeah. one year. We were on tour. And we were driving back from somewhere. We'd played a gig or, I don't know, though. Had we done any Christmas gigs? I don't know. I was on the road somewhere. And I had to listen to um, Talkback Radio because yep. there was just nothing else to do and mm. nothing else on, nothing else to listen to. Well, it must have been the country. I was getting no other reception except this sort of weird Talkback Radio. And it was like 
people, this this woman, and it was two in the morning, and she's like, oh, call in uh, and share a, a happy story about Christmas. Oh, and uh, nothing worse than and she was talkback radio at Christmas. And time. clearly, she was new. Yeah, like she obviously she was the work experience girl that they've gone. There's no one else to do radio at this time, so yeah. we'll just we'll put her on. Who cares? It's too, no one's listening anyway. And she's yeah. her big idea was it's two in the morning. Call in with your best Christmas story. <laughs> now let Ooh. me tell you, the next hour of callers was the most depressing thing you have ever heard in your life. It was literally, hello. Hi. So, um, yeah, what was your, your Christmas story? Well, I've been alone for about eight years now. And, uh, and oh, no, really? And literally, and, and then the next one was, uh, because... If you have a good Christmas story to tell... You're not listening to the radio. You're not going to call in at two in the morning to share a wonderful Christmas story with wow. some asshole on the radio. And this poor woman, I swear to God, this poor woman at one point said, has anybody got any happy stories? <laughs> oh, my Ew. God. Oh, my heart. Oh, that poor person. She's dead now probably. Yeah. I'm sure I probably called in. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all wet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (sighs) Do you have anything else? No. Chris? No, thank you. (laughs) 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 If you uh, enjoy this podcast, we are coming back for a full season uh, very, very soon. This will tide you over, but we'll be back for a six sparkly new episodes somewhere in 2015. Um, until then, please check us out. Um, find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook. But most importantly, if you're on the iTunes, write us a review. So if you've got time yeah, please. and you don't hate us, apparently that helps. I don't know, whatever. Happy New Year. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. <laughs> good, good New Year to you. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. Well, you know, uh, uh, fellas, uh, looking at the clock, um, yeah. it's um, it's 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 eleven fifty nine and about forty five seconds. So, should we? If you're listening at home, uh, we should count in the new year. Yeah, um, yes. It's got to fifty now, so that'll be ten, nine, nine eight, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, Chris tried to kiss me. <laughs> I had champagne in my mouth. <laughs> this is Man Bites God. This 